You're listening to One Family, What's God Doing? Where we explore what God's doing in YWAM locations throughout Virginia. We can't wait for you to find out what God's doing today. Welcome back to One Family, What's God Doing? And I'm happy again to be hanging out with Dustin Campbell. And Dustin, I've got a question for you. I think I know what it is. What's God... <laughs> Every time we're going to do this, what's God doing in Lynchburg? Oh, I could. Oh man, it, it's it's uh, it's like let's just say it's kind of like a fire hydrant. It's coming out hard and fast. You know, like a lot of great things are happening. We uh, finally we fi- we finally moved into the building. We end up signing the lease Woo. on February two, where we kind of got in a little little at the end of January around the thirtieth or something like that. And so. And so it's been busy cleaning and, and getting the place prepared and, and just, it's amazing what the stuff that God's already provided. Uh, you know, one thing's amazing is just that we've had already had a, like a, like different serve teams. Like we had a LU serve. It's like all the, all LU students are required to do a service time. So we had a group mm-hmm. of them come and help clean, clean the place. And then we have this other ministry that uh, they came in with like their professional construction construction workers and stuff and they came in they did an amazing job i'm talking and they want to come back and help us paint you know uh through a friend of chris we we have access to a professional uh provider for paint we can get for a pretty good discount so that's exciting uh the challenges are is like uh you know i mean god's providing all these contacts and things but the challenge is that we don't have any finances for anything (laughs) but Mm. but honestly as God, as we move along, we're just trusting and walk, uh, uh, walking with God. Another thing happened was is that in Washington D.C., they had. Uh, I mean, Chris contacted me asking if there's some possible LU students or in our group that would like to uh, go to the like. It was at the end of January, praying for. Um, it was a day of prayer of repentance. It was congressmen and like like speaker of the house was there uh, and uh my daughter went and also some of the other lu students uh, that you know a couple of them were the y members in the prayer group and they went down there it's just amazing what happened uh my daughter especially she had some amazing testimonies i mean god just just placed her in key places i mean i mean you know she like she has pictures with like you know Ruth Bell Graham and 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 you know and and uh, Joseph Kane and uh, and all, and then then what happened is like after they broke out, uh, her and her friend went to McDonald's across the street from the Bible Museum and uh, and inside there was actually a group of pastors from all around the country and they were listening to this woman named Esther. She's like a, she was one of the speakers in the prayer meeting and mm-hmm. and she's a she's a lawyer activist for uh, you know pro life activist. And she was just sharing different things. And my daughter sat down there listening to her and uh, God gave her a word. Uh, she received this poem from, uh, uh, well, we were in the Lynchburg House of Prayer last month and this homeless guy was there and he gave this poem. It was, it was basically, a, it was a, it was a poem of like a, a, of a, like a, like a, the, of a unborn child like the prayer of unborn child. And it's like, it is like, it'll make you, it'll make you ball your head off, you know? And and, the, and then he felt to give it to my daughter. And when my daughter was there, she, she had an impression from God to give it to this lawyer lady. And then, and she was planning to approach her afterward. I mean, she's talking to a group of like 50 pastors at McDonald's or something like that. Like mm-hmm. 30. I mean, like these are big churches and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and they, they, she, she pointed at her and says, do you have any questions? And my daughter literally just approached and went up front and, uh, and wanted to give the, and, and wanted to give the poem, just airdrop it to her. And she says, why, why don't you read it for all of us? And she did. And, and you see these pictures of these pastors filming her, you know, sharing mm. this poem. And, uh, she ended up, she ended up getting personal, like 
the phone number of this woman and uh, and they started this relationship. It's just amazing. I mean, I mean, like God just does things. It's just it's just he mm-hmm. opens up doors and, uh, uh, you know, like uh, it's just amazing that we can be a part of the story, you know, and that's uh, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It's like, uh, yeah. We're, we're a part of a story that is continuing to go on. And, and, and honestly, the thing is, is that the thing is, is that when you're in the midst of a story, you don't know how the story ends. You have assumptions, you have hopes, you have dreams, but usually the, the pathway to get there and how it, you know, matures is like, is to be foreseen, you know? And so right now we're in that. We see, we look back like, wow, look what God has done. But we look forward like, God, we need you to do something, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. a little bit of both, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Before we started recording, you and I were talking about the idea of miracles and how mm. when a miracle happens, what we want is for it to be an all package deal. Like, all right, there's the start and the end of the story and boom, everything's done. And yet you and Litchburg have experienced miracles, but there's still a lot of unknowns. There's still a lot of things undone. We got the building, but how are we going to pay for all this and this that, and the other? But what's so beautiful is that the flip side to that unknown is not only do we not know what's ahead, but also we don't know what God might end up doing. So when you and your family answered the call to go to Lynchburg, you didn't know that your daughter would be up in DC. Like it's complete opposite direction almost, right? Like it's, it doesn't make any sense that going to Lynchburg would lead to this moment in DC. And yet it did because the way that God works is he's not bound by understanding or geography or logistics. That's right. And so, you know, what we need to do is what you all are demonstrating is just being willing to step into the story. And so you, you talked about this idea that the story is being written. How can other people join in the story of Lynchburg? Well, you know, like if, if they're actually in Lynchburg, I mean, honestly, if, you, if people are watching this and you're actually physically in Lynchburg, I mean, we need some practical things. I'm just talking like if you have like, let's just say if you have a decent couch, but you want to replace it. Yeah, you know, I mean, please don't give us like the one with bed bugs or something. Right. <laughs> but like, let us take that off your hands. Don't just mm-hmm. throw it away. I mean, like, actually, we need furniture. Uh, we need. Uh, we need, we definitely need some more tables and uh, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, or we need more beds. Actually, you know, we have mm-hmm. we have these rooms, but we can get some beds from Richmond, but we still don't have enough to furnish the the the. So we need basic furnitures and linens and anything you would think of a house would have. We need a lot of that. I mean, right now we just have a table and some chairs. I mean, that's about it. I mean, you know, we don't really have mm-hmm. much else. I mean, uh, I know one thing we need is a new projector. I mean, well, like a TV, like a smart TV for, for you know, slides when you're doing worship or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, practical things. If you're around and like also like if you have skills and you're living Lynchburg, I mean, yeah, you're welcome to come and help volunteer. I mean, uh, any kind of we, we definitely have some handyman projects. We definitely have some painting coming up. Uh, those are some things that we definitely have. I mean, if you walk through our building, you would know that, okay, these are some things that they're still working on. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from doorknobs to, uh, I mean, just, just basic carpentry, uh, that'd be it'd be a huge help if you can come here. But, mm-hmm. but, of course, if you're not living here, you know, I mean, there, I would say there's two ways you can really partner with this. One is just pray. I mean, I think uh, there's there's so much that God does while we when we when we that he he ex- he extends his favor through the prayers of his saints, and uh, and if you could just spend time praying for us, that'd be awesome. Another thing you could do is, I mean, 
God might ask you to support us. We don't have any set income coming in. We don't have any regular supporters and we have, but we definitely have regular bills. And so like, if God's calling you to support us monthly, I mean, if it, I mean, maybe you have a lot of resources. You want to give us a thousand dollars a month. We can use it. (laughs) Uh, But if you only have like maybe, maybe it's $20 a month, that's fine too. You can go to our website, ywmlynchburg.org. You can click there. You can make reoccurring gifts. That'd be a massive help. I mean, just have a regular streaming. We'll have more income coming in down the road, but currently, you know, I mean, we don't have anything. And so it's really like pioneering with nothing. Uh, we have yeah. a great, honestly, the space, like our rent is like, it's really, I, I don't know if I should say it publicly, but it's just cheap compared. Uh, but mm-hmm. reality is like when you don't, even though it's cheap on the market, it's still, the, when you don't have anything, it's still a lot. <laughs> and so yeah. those are the three ways you can partner with us. You can come volunteer, you can intercede, or you can actually give, or you can do one or all three. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we would love to love for you to come and, and join us. And we would so much appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're talking about is not simply transactions. Somebody That's gives right. money or somebody says a prayer or somebody gives a sofa. Like they are actually joining the story That's right. of YWAM Lynchburg. They are That's a real right. legitimate part of what God is doing. And I, I, that's what I want people to really understand is it's mm. not just giving us something, but you are becoming a part of something. Mm. So as we close out, is there a verse that God's been putting on your heart? Well, there's a more of a passage. I was just, <laughs> I was asking God about this and, um, uh, and like it's in Matthew is it's, uh, 14, 22 to 27. If you're familiar with that, that's uh, Peter walking on the water and stuff like that. And the mm. whole and verse 20 says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him on the other side. And he sent the multitudes away. And there's a whole backstory. I, I, I'll try to I try not to get too deep on for you. But the thing <laughs> is, at one point I want to make out is it was Jesus who told them to get in the boats. And like a lot of times, uh, sometimes we, God is leading us on a journey and, and we might think it's just even mundane or regular, but, but, mm-hmm. but, but as we read on the passage, we find out the storm comes, comes up and like, you know, and in verse 24, and the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves and the wind was contrary. So the thing is, is like they're rowing against the, the wind and, and the waves are going up and down. This is becoming an, this little common trip that these, a lot of these guys are fishermen that have been on many times, and now they entered into a storm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, and, uh, and, the, and the tendency is to ask, God, why am I going through the storm? Not realizing actually God sent us to, through the storm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and in the fourth watch, Jesus came walking on the water, and then they thought it was a ghost. And sometimes God does things we don't expect. You know, mm-hmm. and then uh, that's Jesus showed up and then he says, be a good cheer. It's it's me. Actually, you know, I'm doing something here. And like, OK, and then Peter has the boldness to say, he says, like, Lord, if it's you, ask me to uh, ask me to come walk on the water. And Jesus said, come. Mm-hmm. And here comes Peter stepping on the boat and he's walking on water. Now, of course, if you go on the passage, you, you know, he he takes his focus off of Jesus and he starts sinking. And I think uh, I think of that passage. I mean, I think we can all relate to it in some level. I mean, yeah, I don't think. I, it's just Peter and Jesus that I know have walked on water. But, <laughs> yeah, but one mm-hmm. thing we can be, there's times like in our lives we go through these storms, and we and then but they're God ordained storms, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think like for us we came to Lynchburg, and like it was a, it was a word of the Lord, and we knew that there was aspects of faith that would require us to go in here. We knew there was an aspect yeah. of trusting God, but but like but when the midst of the storm, the tendency is to look at the waves and kind of, kind of get overwhelmed and filled with anxiety. It's like how can we do this? And the truth is, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, and it was Jesus who uh, it was Jesus who uh, called Peter to even take even a step further. I mean, it was one thing to get in the boat and be in the midst of the storm. It's another thing to to actually ask God, "Hey, God, 
if there's more out there, I want it more. Like in, in the midst of the storm, I'm going to even trust you even crazier, okay? And and then we might even fail in the process, but Jesus is there to grab our hand and pull us out. And and, mm-hmm. thing, and I just want to say, like, we're in the midst of a story, and the thing is, is that in the, in the midst of this story, there is definitely the the swells of the storm. We're feeling we're feeling it. We don't know even know if like mm-hmm. we, it feels like water's coming in the boat. We can't bail ourselves out fast enough. And uh, and uh, but the truth is, is that we got to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. When we first mm-hmm. put down the down payment, and, and like it was clear that we, we were struggling financially, and I sent out a text to all our staff. I said, "Okay, guys, this is our financial situation," and I just literally what I said is. I go, we're walking on water. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And and it was, I think that was, and the whole point is, is that, that is Jesus taking us on this journey. We just need to trust him throughout the journey. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that's definitely speaking to us here in Lynchburg, but I also think that that could speak to anybody watching this. I mean, because there's times we, we get discouraged in the midst of the storm and maybe it's a God appointed storm that he's ask, a, asking us to not focus on the storm, but focus on the one who, who's bringing us through the storm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's an important word. And I'm really grateful for the ways that you and the Lynchburg team are walking on the water. All right, (laughs) let's step into this building, even though we don't know how we're going to pay for it, because (laughs) this is where you realize it's got to be God. And when God shows up, you know, that had to be God. (laughs) So thank you all for leading by example for so many and uh, just for sharing today. And Thank all of you for listening and not just for listening, but for walking with us as we together as one family explore what it means to know God and make him known. If you'd like to learn more about what God's doing in Virginia, visit us at ywamva.org and join us next week for more stories of God at work.